to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. Today is World Reading Day. It's one day held once a year where people of all ages are encouraged to turn off the TV, log off the net, put away the video games, and ignore the other myriad distractions of modern life and enjoy the simple pleasure of reading a book instead. Of course, we're encouraging you to still... Uh, have the radio on. That's one electronic device, which is uh, w- which we're encouraging. And we're joining together today, we're going to put together another UPR book list. We want to know what you're reading, your suggestions, books that you're reading right now, or maybe books in the past that you uh, would really encourage us to uh, read, maybe we've missed. We're also asking you to tell us what books and reading mean to you, and how do you encourage your family to turn off the TV and pick up a book? You can post your reading list to our Utah Public Radio Facebook page, or you can send it by email, upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. We'll share it on the air. Or call us. Love to have you in person, so to speak. 1-800-826-1495. UPR producer and avid reader Elaine Thatcher uh, joins me for the hour. Welcome to the program. Thank you. It's nice to be here. We uh, did this, I guess, two or three months ago. Yes, yeah. And decided to do it again. It's it's great fun to kind of join together as a UPR community and uh, and see what each other's reading. I think World Reading Day probably, on the one hand, is less necessary for UPR listeners because we're probably a little more readers, but probably something that we can all think about. We can all honor it yeah, yeah. <laughs> by doing a little reading today. That's right. <laughs> uh, we'll also be joined by booksellers from the King's English Bookshop in Salt Lake City, back of Beyond Books in Moab and the Book Table in Logan. They'll tell us what uh, hot new titles they're most excited about that are coming out now or soon. So your reading list is what we're soliciting today, and I hope you'll join us. 1-800-826-1495 or by email to upraxcess at gmail.com or on our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. Let's jump right to Facebook. Uh, This is what uh, JoLynn Lyon says. We listen to audiobooks on long drives and talk about books we've all read at the dinner table. Sounds very commendable. I, I wonder how many families these days struggle with that. I think, you know, it, it's such an important skill to have. And, you know, all of the efforts to encourage parents to read to their children, um, this is a, a skill that is going to be there for the rest of your life. Plus, it's so enriching. You know, you're, you're in other worlds all the time with, with a book. And uh, so it's, uh, it's great that people are doing that. I, I wish more people would do it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, our commendations uh, to you, uh, Jill and Lyon. Uh, good luck listening to audiobooks on long drives and talking about books you've read at the uh, dinner table. Uh, by the way, uh, we have three people like our post. Uh, my brother, John, in New Mexico. Thanks, John. Good for John. Um, and uh, the M. Eccles Jones College of Education and Human Services uh, at Utah State University liked the post, I guess very appropriate, the Education College. <laughs> Thanks. Someone over there at the college is is on the ball. And uh, Tamara Hamblin Ratieto Ratita, thank you very much for liking our uh, our post. Um, we do have some more uh, posts coming in, and we'll get to those after we uh, get the, the latest and greatest uh, from... Let me pull up my list here again. Uh, Jeannie Hagman from the book table in uh, Logan is on with us. Uh, welcome to the program. Hello. Uh, so what, uh, what are the titles that, uh, that you're looking at? What's, what's on your list that you can suggest to us? Um, I really like the, the young adult books up right now. Um, I'm looking at reading Michael Vay, the third book, and um, Janitors. Um, Dan Brown has a new book. It's Inferno. Um, as we all know, Da Vinci Code was great, so this one can't, you know, go wrong. And then there's also Jeanette Wall's um, Silver Star. If you've read The Glass House, then this one would be a good read, too. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones that are on my list. The, the young adult uh, list. Uh-huh. Well, well, I have the young adults, and then I also have a few fiction books that I'm looking at. Oh, great. What, what are some of those titles? Well, Dan Brown, well, you said Dan Brown is uh, a favorite among many readers. I haven't read Inferno, but uh, I'll, I'll probably pick it up. Yeah, that's, that does sound, sound interesting. And so yeah. that's, that's his newest? Uh, yeah, Inferno yeah. is his newest, and that's a fiction book. Okay. So, and then so is The Silver Star um, by Jeanette Wall. Yeah. Uh, what are you finding that people, um, do you notice trends? You know, people come in and ask for certain titles? 
Um, they do, and I notice that it's just by their favorite authors, really. Just kind of a personal um, thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess at the book table you have a you have a broad range of of things, uh, young adult fiction. You have a I got a big LDS collection as well. We do. Um, do, do you see the same people come in time after we time? Do. Yeah, you, yeah, you have some avid readers, I imagine. Yeah, we do. We see um, the same people come in, and we also get to um, meet new people because um, we have a, there's a lot of tourists that come through and you know want to check out the store. Yeah, find, so, find the local bookshop. So, what's the latest in in young adult fiction? The latest is the the Michael Bay books and the janitors. Those are the latest titles uh-huh. that have been big hits. Um, we do. There are a few other ones that just arrived that I haven't had a chance to even look at. And um, there, um, Haddock's books, um, Missing Risk. That one just came out, and I just haven't had a chance to look at it. Um, and then there's also, um, you know, the Stormbreaker, the Alex Ryder series. That one, they just released a new one yesterday that I just haven't had a chance to get to look at. Mm. You know, adults can really enjoy young adult fiction, too. I, I don't read it all the time, but I have enjoyed certain series, uh, of course, Harry Potter and uh, um, others that I believe the... Um, Oh dear, the author's name. I think it's Ursula Le Guin. Uh, the uh, the uh, series. Clan of the Cave Bears. That that's one of them. Um, I might be way off base there. No, no, not that one. Anyway, but yeah. there's there's some that are out there that are that are great uh, reading for adults as well. Yeah, a lot of people have enjoyed the you know Twilight series. All those. Um, I think it's just because they're just easy. You don't have to think about them. You know, you can just let your mind go, and so it's. It's kind of fun just to enjoy an easy read and not have to think about what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Do you see uh, parents coming in with their kids, kids getting into reading? We do, quite a bit. We have quite a few people that bring their kids in for the summer and even right now just trying to figure out what they're interested in and so that they can get them ready for the next few months for you know, for school and stuff. So, And I imagine as a bookseller, you're... You're on board with World Reading Day. They're they're urging people to turn off the TV and uh, and get a book. Yeah. Uh, well, we really appreciate it, um, and we'll we'll get that that list up from uh, Jeannie Hagman from the Book Table in Logan. Thanks so much. Hey, thank you. Thanks. Later on in the program, we will have Ann Holman from the King's English Bookshop. Uh, she'll be telling us what uh, what's on her upcoming list, and Andy Nettle from Back of Beyond Books in Moab. And we're asking you, what's what's on your list? Or perhaps there's uh, you know a classic in your past that uh, you think perhaps is um, neglected, and you'd like to suggest it to us. The number is one eight hundred eight two six one four nine five one eight hundred eight two six one four nine five. Or you can send it to us by email at upraxis at gmail.com. A lot of people are finding it useful to go to our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. And you can certainly do that. Uh, Carl Berger says this. Um, Let's see. I think I've got part two of his. Let me try to refresh this. While I do this, Elaine, what's what's on your list? Well, um, I you know I often get reading suggestions by listening to UPR. And uh, recently one that I... Uh, heard about, uh, I think it was probably through Morning Edition or something, uh, was uh, a mystery called The Case of the Deadly Butter Chicken by Tarquin Hall. And <laughs> it's it's a mystery set in India. Well, that always uh, makes me prick up my ears because I uh, spent part of my childhood in Pakistan and we visited India and I really love that part of the world. And uh, so this is a delightful mystery, uh, this uh, overweight private detective named Vishpuri and uh, uh, his story of trying to track down not only uh, a murderer, but also somebody who stole a mustache. Mm. <laughs> that sounds delightful. <laughs> Tell us the author and title again. Tarquin Hall is the author, and, and he has a series of these Vishpuri uh, uh, mysteries, and this one was called The Case of the Deadly Butter Chicken. Hmm. And I will probably read more of those. Yeah, that sounds delightful. I'll have to pick those up. Thanks for that suggestion. We'll get more of Elaine's list. Uh, Carl Berger, this is, I think, what w- my confusion was, he's responding to the quote we have on our Facebook page, uh, which is, I was born with a reading list I will never finish, which is a great quote. Uh, 
And then Carl Berger says, and it keeps getting longer and longer. Now with e-readers, not only is the list longer, but the e-library is burgeoning. Yes, it's really true. Technology is helping us there. And I never thought I would be an e-reader lover. You know, I really love the feel of a book in my hands, but I'm telling you, I love my Kindle. Oh, you do? I do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, uh, you know, it's lightweight. I can carry it with me on an airplane easily. I can, you know, it's just... It's easy, and, and the books are a slightly cheaper sometimes, but not always. But, um, yeah, so the only bad thing is I – maybe it's a good thing. I tend to be an end reader. You know, I'm going along in a book, and I think, is this person going to survive till the end? And so I flip to the back of the book, and I <laughs> make sure that they're still alive at the end of the right. book and uh, come back. And you can't do that with an e-reader. It's yeah. just too hard to get back to where you were. So. Oh, I see. I see. So that helps you out. Yeah. <laughs> now, what if you what if you flip to the end? The the person they've they've knocked the person off. He's he's gone. Do you, do you then put the book down? Is that? No, no. I just uh, my mind is at rest. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I can enjoy the rest of the book. You're prepared. You're prepared. Uh, so we're asking you for your reading list, and we're going to post those on our Facebook page for all of us to enjoy and uh, give suggestions to each other. It's a great way we can uh, band together as a UPR community. It's World Reading Day today, and we're talking with uh, our UPR producer, Elaine Thatcher. She has her reading list. Also, I believe she brought in a list of 50 classics we should all read. We'll mm-hmm. get to get talking about some of those. Uh, and we're also asking you on this World Reading Day, which is a day to uh, encourage each other to put away the video games and turn off the TV and uh, get back to the pleasure of reading a book. How do you encourage your family to read? I think for some families it can be a bit of a struggle, even though we need knew, know that there are a lot of advantages, to, uh, especially for children, for reading. Uh, Anita uh, emails us. Uh, she says, two ways I encouraged my children to read were, first, to give them each a flashlight to keep it in their room. They figured out for themselves that they could read under the covers with the flashlight, thinking they were fooling mom. (laughs) She says, ha, the joke was on them. They all love to read, and all my grandchildren love to read. Very clever, very clever. Uh, Second, whenever we went on long trips, I always took books to read to them in the car. Our best experience was reading Jack London's To Build a Fire. As we were traveling in freezing temperatures with a heater that broke, and the kids all bundled up in sleeping bags. They all remember that story. And she concludes, love to read. That's Anita. So thanks for that. (laughs) Well, you know, I remember as a teenager reading Gone with the Wind and having, you know, and I was so enthralled with it that I did the flashlight under the covers thing. And I don't know what time in the morning it was in the middle of the night that my father came in and, and discovered me and made me turn off the flashlight and then go to sleep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you yeah. can be, you can, that's a good way to, to keep reading. Yeah. I I was an incessant reader as, as a young person. I did the flashlight under the covers thing. I would also go in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, you know, close the door. And, and I'm sure people got up in the middle of the night and wondered, well, who's who's always in the bathroom? But <laughs> I, I would go in there to, to read. Um, and But I think it was a good, uh, a good experience. Good to, good to get your kids reading. So that's uh, very clever of Anita to... Well, you know, my mother was an avid reader herself. So both my parents were. And uh, one of the things that they did for me, my mom introduced me to books that she loved as a child. And so, uh, you know, starting off with A.A. Milne, you know, reading the Winnie the Pooh books and um, Alice in Wonderland. And I remember uh, very well when she told me I would probably enjoy reading The Secret Garden. And indeed I did. And it was a big, thick book for a little kid to read, but I loved it. That's a wonderful book. Yes. Yeah. I remember early on, I think as a teenager, I, I really got into, this is one of the first books I really remember getting to, was uh, Roots, oh, Alex yeah. Haley's wonderful book. Mm-hmm. And then I got into James Michener. You know, those are the yes, massive yes. books, but I, I couldn't. I, it was page turners for me. Um, and and on you go. That's right. I remember discovering Jane Austen. Yes. Uh, and I, Pride and Prejudice is just such a fun, fast, uh, and deep read. I came to her late in life, actually. Mm. Um, it, for some reason, I hadn't read any Jane Austen earlier in my life, and so it was just not that many years ago that I started reading some of her books. Yeah. Wonderful. They're wonderful. Uh, the the latest resurgence in uh, Jane Austen films has kind of I think been a detriment to me because I, I just thought well I can just I can just pick up the you know the, the movie. But I, I do I don't think, dive into the books. I know in my case it made me want to go and read the books. Too. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. 
I need to go back and read some of them. I, I, I love Persuasion as well. Yes, very much. That's a wonderful, wonderful book. Late, yes. late Jane Austen. We're talking books. We're encouraging you to send us your reading list. What, what's, what's on your night table right now? And what are some other books you can suggest for us? We're compiling a UPR reading list. We're also asking you on this World Reading Day when people of all ages are encouraged to turn off the TV and log off the net, put away the video games, and get back to the pleasure of reading a book. Uh, how do you encourage your family to, to read? Uh, and uh, so we uh, have booksellers as well who are going to give us their hot new titles, what they're most excited about, uh, give us their suggestions as well. And we're going to take a brief break when we come back. Uh, I believe we have one of those booksellers uh, on the line. Brief break, back with World Reading Day on Access Utah. Utah Public Radio's fall membership drive gets underway October 3rd. Your contribution now will help in a special way. Rocky Mountain Power will contribute $5,000 to UPR if we meet our membership goal of $80,000 by October 12th. Become a member or renew your financial support at upr.org. Click on Support the Station. Thank you. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members and Crumb Brothers Artisan Bread at 300 South and 300 West in Logan. Now open Monday through Saturday until 2 with a changing menu of a specialty salad, French breakfast pastries with local seasonal fruits, and lunch sandwiches. Thanks for listening to Access Utah. Today, if you didn't know, is World Reading Day. It's a day held once a year. People of all ages are encouraged to turn off the TV and log off the net, put away the video games, and enjoy the simple pleasure of reading a book instead. And so we're asking you, how do you encourage your family to read? What's your experience in reading? How do you get your kids to read? And uh, we're asking for your book suggestions. We're compiling a Utah Public Radio reading list. Once again, we're going to post that on our website after the program. And uh, you can send those to us on our Utah Public Radio Facebook page or by email to upraxis at gmail.com. We'd also love to hear from you in person at 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495. We're going to be talking with booksellers from the King's English Bookshop in Salt Lake City and Back of Beyond Books in Moab. And earlier in the program, we talked with Jeannie Hagman from the book table in Logan. So, Elaine, what uh, what are some of the titles that are uh, on this list you brought in, the 50 you know, classics? I found this list on the Internet. Um, a friend actually put me onto it. It's 50 works of fiction in translation that every English speaker should read. So it's all of these wonderful books that were written in another language but are available in translation. Uh, Don Quixote is mm. one, uh, Candide by Voltaire. Um, one that I have read is My Name is Read by Orhan Pamuk, a Turkish writer, contemporary man, uh, who is, oh my gosh, he's, he's such a great writer. And uh, My Name is Read is a mystery in the 15th century in Istanbul. Mm. And um, uh, just wonderful, wonderful stories. Um, some of the others I think I mentioned on our last program, I at the time, I believe I had just finished reading Les Miserables. Uh, That's right. And... Uh, and that was worth every effort. So I have some friends, and we've talked about trying to read through this list of, of foreign authors and uh, and learn a little bit about these other cultures. It's just amazing. I, even in translation, you can learn so much about uh, another culture by reading these these books written by non-English authors. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, you'll have to let me know how you and your friends <laughs> proceed with that. That's That's a great goal. Um, and uh, we, uh, I believe, do have, uh, we'll, we'll go to him next, uh, Andy Nettle, from, uh, as soon as uh, our producer Bennett uh, finishes receiving this latest call. By the way, that's a wonderful call in with your reading list or your suggestions on how to get your family to read at 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495. You can reach us at upraxcess at gmail.com. Uh, or go to our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. It's World Reading Day. We're celebrating along with you, asking for your reading suggestions. Let's get the call in, then we'll go to Andy Nettle from Back of Beyond Books. So, uh, Mike in Hanksville? Yeah, hi. Good morning. Uh, I just finished reading uh, what I thought was a really well-written series. Uh, it's The first book is called The Coroner's Lunch. And then there's about eight more, but it's written by uh, I think Colin Catterell, uh, an expatriate who, yeah, 
C-O-T-T-E-R-I-L-L. Anyway, what's interesting about it, I'm to me, uh, being a, a Vietnam veteran, is it's about Laos after after the war uh, in uh, around 1972 to, to, to seven or something. But uh, this uh, the main uh, protagonist is uh, he was a, a doctor that probably lived up in the mountains, I think, for about 30 years, uh, you know, uh, taking care of the uh, path in Lao guerrillas uh, when they were all shot up and bombed. But anyway, he is, has a very wry view of socialism, and not socialism as much as the, uh, well, how it was handled, and uh, it also goes into, he goes into Cambodia. But anyway, it was just, it's very well written and uh, an interesting view of what happened in that area uh, after the war. Uh, so anyway, thank you. Oh, that's, uh, could you tell us the uh, title and author again? Yeah, the very first one is called The Coroner's Lunch. Okay. Uh, yeah, this, and it's by Colin Cotterill, C-O-L-I-N, C-O-T-T-E-R-I-L-L. And the reason it's called The Coroner's Lunch is, uh, He's, this guy's in his uh, seven, early 70s, and he uh, was expecting a glorious retirement after all these years of service, and instead they make him the national coroner, hmm. and the only coroner. <laughs> yeah. That does so sound it's, fascinating. It's really, it's interesting about they have no modern equipment or anything, so they, it's it's essentially a murder mystery uh, series, and they... Um, uh, but they have like no modern forensic equipment, so they have to figure out how to solve all these uh, different. They don't have that many murders, but uh, anyway, enough to be interesting. That sounds worth checking yeah, out. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. Thank you so much for that. All right, you're welcome. Appreciate, appreciate that. Day. Yeah, thanks, uh, Mike and Hanksville. You can call as well. Love to have your book suggestion. I, I never would have thought of that one, Elaine. No. One eight hundred eight two six one four nine five. One eight hundred eight two six one four nine five. Upraxcess at gmail dot com. Upraxcess at gmail dot com. Or you can go to our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. We're celebrating World Reading Day today. We bring in next Andy Nettle from Back of Beyond Books in Moab. Welcome back to the program, Andy. Oh, thank you very much, Tom. Good eve. Good morning. Good. Good morning to you. Uh, how's How's business there in Moab? Well, if, you know, we're always expecting great crowds in the fall. With the uh, recent government shutdown, however, we're a little oh. on edge in that being a gateway community. Uh, a large majority of the people who come to Moab are here to visit the national park. So we're trying to get the word out that there's millions of acres of public lands that remain open and. Uh, Come on down to Moab, enjoy the fall weather. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of uh, nice country, a lot of things to do outside the parks. So Absolutely. That's, that's true. Um, so, yeah, that is a worry. I hope, hope, the, hope the shutdown doesn't last too long. Uh, so what's, what's, what's on your list? What's got you excited? Well, it's interesting. You just talked about 50 translated classics. I'm going the other direction to quintessential American new releases. And the first one's the newest Tony Hillerman book. However, as you all know, Tony passed away five years ago, actually this month. But his daughter, Anne, has taken up the mantle and has published her first novel in the Leaphorn and Chi series that her dad began 18 novels ago. Mm-hmm. And everyone is excited to, to, to see what Anne does with this series. And it just came out yesterday. It hit the shelves. And I do know, in just doing a little bit of research, that she is uh, adding a female slant to the picture with uh, Bernie Manuelito, who is a character that's been in several of Lee Porn and Cheese books. But she takes a larger role, and she is married to Officer Jim Chi. She's a Navajo uh, Nation police officer. And so we're going to take this novel and series in a slightly more feminine view. But a like lot that. of, especially yeah. foreign visitors who come into the stores, the Tony Hillerman novels are really their only knowledge of Navajo culture. And he's done a great job of introducing those cultures, and Hopi culture for that matter, uh, not only to American readers, but also readers from throughout the world. 
So I'm really excited uh, to read Ann Hillerman's Spider Woman's Daughter, published by Harper. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. That does sound exciting, yeah. What, what else on your list? Another quintessential American author who I think a long time ago should have won a National Book Award, and that's Ivan Doig. Mm-hmm. Ivan is best known for his uh, Montana trilogy, uh, English Creek, Dancing at the Rascal Fair, and Ride With Me, Mariah Montana. But he's written 12 or 14 novels through his career, several nonfiction pieces. But he has just completed a very loose trilogy, also taking place in Montana, starting with Whistling Season, Work Song, and finally his brand-new novel that came out late in August called Sweet Thunder. And it details some of the strikes and controversies up in Butte, Montana with the Anaconda Copper Mine. It's through a fictional voice, but Ivan is one of those writers who brings characters alive better than just about anyone I know. And you just begin to to live vicariously through these characters, and you can just feel the tension of, of the strikes as the, the, the miners walk off and the the company bosses try to come down on them. And Sweet Thunder is the title of a uh, strike-breaking newspaper that the lead character begins to write editorials for. Hmm. Yes, Uh, I believe uh, that was... I think Sweet Thunder was covered, uh, introduced on NPR recently, and uh, sounds fascinating. Butte itself has a fascinating history. So Absolutely. I, I'm, yeah, and does, I love does Doig. Sound interesting. Doig is a fabulous author. I'm uh, I'm sorry to say I hadn't been familiar with, with Ivan Doig, and I had the great pleasure of being able to interview him on this program not too long ago, just a couple of weeks ago. And when I mentioned to fellow staff members, they uh, you know they were very enthusiastic. So I've I've been introduced to him recently. He's a he's a delightful interview and a, and a great writer. So that's a wonderful suggestion. Thank yeah, you for that. It's great to see him getting his due. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have uh, other books on your list? <laughs> I've I got you, a deep got, stack, Tom. But okay. I've picked five to uh, <laughs> okay. talk about today. All right. Uh, another quintessential American author. In fact, why he has not won a Pulitzer is beyond me, and that's Wendell Berry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wendell's my literary hero. He writes novels, essays, uh, poetry, all with great skill and ability. He's 83 or 4, I believe. He's remaining very active. He's an activist. He has farmed in Kentucky for about 60 years near Port Royal. And he has started a habit of writing a poem every Sunday. And a lot of these poems in this latest book, it's titled This Day, Collected and New Sabbath Poems, have been previously published, but Sundays roll around every week. And so uh, it's an endless supply of amazing work that Wendell Berry has created. And I like to read a short piece. All right. I would not have been a poet except that I have been in love alive in this mortal world, or an essayist except that I have been bewildered and afraid, or a storyteller had I not heard stories passing to me through the air, or a writer at all except I have been wakeful at night and words have come to me out of the deep, dark caves, needing to be remembered. But on the days I am lucky or blessed, I am silent." I go into one body that two make in making marriage, that for all our trying, all our deaf and dumb of speech has no tongue. Or I give myself to gravity, light, and air, and am carried back to solitary work in fields and woods where my hands rest upon a world unnamed, complete, unanswerable, and final as our daily bread and meat. The way of love leads always to life beyond words, silent and secret. To serve that triumph, I have done all the rest. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Wendell Berry, this day, collected and new Sabbath poems. That's wonderful. Let me, uh, let's let's pause on your list, if you don't mind, Andy. We'll bring a caller in. Uh, This is Chris in Crescent City, California. Chris, glad you called. Go ahead with your... uh, with your list. 
Yeah, hi, thanks a lot. I'm just coming back from a combat reunion with your Vietnam idiots in St. Louis. And uh, a lot of times, many people ask me what I did in Vietnam, blah, blah, blah. I don't pay much attention. But there's a book by Tim O'Brien called The Things That They Carried. And I was a backpacking grunt. And to be descriptive, and such a well-written book, I did read a lot. And that's the book I recommend for those who like to know what their relatives or their friends or spouses and so forth in the feelings and the description that he gave. He's, I like a lot of his other books, too, but that's the one that hit, hit home for me. It had been recommend, recommended by my brother. He's also an author up in Canada, pretty big up there. So, anyway, I just thought I'd bring that one up. The things and that I they carry? I don't usually read Vietnam books and stuff. It's just, that's just not something I need to read. But that was what I like. I also used to like Hillerman. Although he passed away, I didn't get to meet him. I like his simple reads and his informative stuff on Navajo religion and culture. And those are my recommendations. All right, thank you. So the things that they carried by Tim O'Brien. Yes. And Tony Hillerman. Did you hear earlier, uh, Andy Nettle, who have on with us here, uh, Tony Hillerman's daughter apparently is carrying on. Um, oh, really? So those books. So look for... Well, he it, was quite the guy. He yeah. was a Battle of the Bulge victim, and he was also AP reporter. He's quite the, quite the gentleman. Yeah. A very history on that. I did, like I said, I got to meet him, and quite, that was very special. So, breakfast was contact with my brother. Great. Anyway, I, well, I'm doing a program. I'm going to lose it pretty soon. I'm going across the Valley of Desert, but I will listen as long as I can. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Very much. Thank you, Chris. Okay. Chris, who lives in Crescent City, California, but is traveling at this uh, point. So, he. Uh, called in with those suggestions. Thank you so much. Um, so, Andy Nettle, what's, what's, uh, what's the rest of your list? The next book is very much a regional title by Kevin Fedarko called Emerald Mile, the epic story of the fastest ride in history through the heart of the Grand Canyon. This is the story, and I'm not sure why it took him 30 years to, to write it, but back in 1983, the infamous big water year down the Colorado River, uh, threatened to uh, maybe not destroy Glen Canyon Dam, but certainly uh, push the integrity of the dam. And it's always been this this uh, goal of river runners to do the fastest run down the Grand Canyon. Uh, I'm not a big fan of those types of events uh, personally, but um, and I thought this might be a good magazine article until I read the book. And Kevin does so much more than just detail the speed run. Uh, this book is a history of river running. It's a history of our attempt to control the Colorado River. It's a history of Glen Canyon Dam. And it's a history of the obsession of these three boaters who indeed do smash the speed run record for the Grand Canyon. But if you want to vicariously live a river trip in a dory, pick up Kevin Fedarko's The Emerald Mile. Yeah, it's it's a pulse pounder. That, <laughs> it really sure. is. Yeah. He's done a great job writing this. Yeah. And the speed run almost takes a back seat to, to the great writing. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, great, thank you. So Kevin Fedarko, the, the, what is it called, The Emerald Mile? The Emerald the Mile. Emerald Mile. So, great. And the last pick I have is A Sleeper, and I must thank my mother-in-law for sending this book to me. And that, I kind of think exemplifies what reading can do. I've been selling books for years, and I've never heard of this author, uh, James Carlos Blake, and the book I'm reading is Country of the Bad Wolves. And if anyone had to do a comp on it, Cormac McCarthy might come to mind, and yet in no way is this a Cormac McCarthy book. But it's quasi-autobiographical in that uh, Blake's uh, ancestors were indeed British pirates, uh, executed in Veracruz, Mexico, Mexico, and that's kind of how the book opens. But it's a fictional look at two twin brothers born in New Hampshire who go their separate ways and both end up in post-Mexican-American uh, War, Mexico. And it is building and building, and I, you can just feel the tension uh, coming to fore in this title. Uh, Blake also wrote a book called Pistolier, which was uh, st the story of John Wesley Hardin, the infamous Texas outlaw, and another uh, border novel called In the Rogue Blood. So all of a sudden, I have uh, a new author on my plate, and boy, I'm going to be ordering these books up. It's What's his name great again? writing. The character development is just fantastic. What's the name of the author again? 
He's James Carlos Blake. Okay. And uh, by the way, if you haven't been able to write fast enough for any of the books that we've mentioned in the program today or will mention, we'll have a list up on our website uh, later today. So, uh, Well, Andy Nettle, Back of Beyond Books, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Great thank titles. You. And we'll, we'll try to get the word out that there's still a lot to do in Moab, even with the parks <laughs> closed. Thanks. Okay, great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, we're encouraging you on this World Reading Day to give us your reading list. We're compiling a Utah Public Radio reading list. And we're asking, how do you get your family to read? World Reading Day, in part, uh, encourages people, at least on this day, to turn off the TV and log off the net, put away the video games, and get back to the simple pleasure of reading a book. Instead, we're asking you uh, how you encourage your family to read. Uh, the number is 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495. Or you can email us, upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. Or you can go to our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. Here's what the Latham family uh, says. They emailed us. We're a homeschooling family, so every day is reading day at our ho- house. Here's the family picks. Little House on the Prairie series. Harry Potter. Um... The waiting is it the waiting? I think they mean the waiting game. Westing, a Westing game. Thank you, the Westing game. The Hobbit, American Girl books, The Farthest Away Mountain, Magic Tree House, Guardians of Gahul, and on and on. As for Mom, when she has the time, Little Women, Blake House by Dickens, North and South by Elizabeth Gaskell are a few of my top picks. That's the Latham family. So homeschooling family every day is reading day. So congratulations. I agree. I've read Bleak House and North and South and Little Women. I've read all those and I enjoy them very much. And Wives and Daughters by Elizabeth Gaskell is a wonderful book. I haven't wonderful read that book. one. Yeah. I just discovered Elizabeth Gaskell through a BBC movie production. Uh, the same team that did the uh, BBC Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they did next uh, same production values and everything. Um, wives and daughters, wonderful. So they, that got they, me to Elizabeth. They Gaskell. did North and South as well. Yes. and um, you know, actually, in reading the book, I gained much more from that in uh, learning about the labor troubles in Northern England in in the nineteenth century. It was it gave a lot of insight into the kinds of tensions that were there. Yeah, it's certainly, uh, she's a wonderful writer and I think mm-hmm. has been neglected. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad she's making a comeback. Yeah. So that's the Latham family. Here is, uh, here's an email from uh, Elaine. Um, in fact, this is our Elaine Taylor. You hear her on the uh, 530 Utah News Daily. She says, I'm currently reading Rabid, a cultural history of the world's most diabolical virus by Will Wozick and Monica Murphy. This book is the perfect combination of cultural history and medical science. The authors write about the myths surrounding the disease, werewolves, how the actual term rabies entered languages, and a new treatment that has, for the first time, saved a few people who were stricken with the disease. It has a 100% death rate once symptoms kick in. That sounds very interesting. Thanks Mm -hmm. for that suggestion, Lane. And here is... um, Scroll down to the the bottom here. Karen. Uh, This is uh, Karen. Love this program, she says. Thanks for the book list. Here's my favorite book list. Um, I'll just give a few, and then we'll post the entirety of this, because she's an avid reader, apparently. Uh, she's Well, I'll go quickly through this. Les Miserables of Victor Hugo. Elaine, you just finished that, mm-hmm. I guess. The unedited, the un... I unedited, the, yeah. The, the, the un, full un, unabridged. Unabridged, yes. yeah, because yeah. that's, a, that's a sprawling novel. Dandelion Wine, Ray Bradbury. Angle of Repose, that's Wallace Stegner. Stegner. Mm-hmm. Crossing to Safety from Stegner. Huck Finn, Adam and Eve, Puddinhead Wilson of Mark Twain, Poisonwood Bible, Barbara King Solver, How Green Was My Valley, Richard Llewellyn, My Antonia, that's um, Cather, Willa Willa Cather, Cather. Mm -hmm. Uh, Neighbor Rosicky, a short story, Song of the Lark, O Pioneers, those are all, uh, or those last two Cather, David Copperfield, A Christmas Carol, Great Expectations, Tale of Two Cities, all by Dickens, Pride and Prejudice, Emma, Persuasion, Sense and Sensibility of Jane Austen. Lonesome Dove, Larry McMurtry, East of Eden, Winter of Our Discontent, both by John Steinbeck, Count of Monte Cristo and the Black Tulip and Alexandre Dumas, The Good Earth by Pearl Buck, Washington Square and Portrait of a Lady, Henry James, To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee, Holes by Louis H.R., Foundation Series, Isaac Asimov, Age of Innocence, Edith Wharton, A River Runs Through It, Norman MacLean, Chronicles of Narnia, C.S. Lewis, The Giver, Lois Lowry, Lord of the Rings by Tolkien, Silas Marner by George Eliot, Little Women, uh, Louisa May Alcott, and Life of Pi by Jan Martel. That's a that's a, a good list. Great list. Thank Great you, list. Karen. Appreciate that. 
I think you told me before we went on the air, uh, Elaine, or um, um, that we are that you have been uh, dipping your toe into or diving into uh, George Eliot. Yes, I George Eliot has been on my bucket list for a long time, and I haven't ever read her, and so I'm uh, just getting started on Middlemarch right now and enjoying it. Yeah, it's George Eliot, a very an important writer. Yes, I, I think yeah. she she kind of comes and goes in vogue. But yeah. I'm glad you're <laughs> glad you're going dipping into her. We're going to take a brief break. When we come back, we'll have a representative from the King's English Bookshop. Some latest uh, titles. We have more uh, reading suggestions and comments on our Facebook page. This one before we go to break from Diane Esplin. I thoroughly enjoy the Maisie Dobbs series by Jacqueline Winspear. It's about a London psychologist and investigator set in the 1930s. Very well written and suspenseful. So that's Maisie Dobbs series by Jacqueline Winspear. So thank you for that. <clears throat> We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have Ann Holman from uh, the King's English Bookshop and more from your reading list. You can join us. Give us your list. Tell us how you're encouraging your family to read, especially on this World Reading Day. Utah Public Radio Facebook page. The number is 1-800-826-1495, or you can join us at upraxis at gmail.com. More following a break. Dr. Zorba Pastor from Zorba Pastor on Your Health is coming to Utah. And you're invited to his free presentation, Living a Long Sweet Life, at the Logan Regional Hospital on Thursday, October 17th. The presentation includes lunch, but space is limited, so register now at upr.org. Zorba Pastor will headline other events in Logan and Moab. You can find out more about those at upr.org. Zorba Pastor's visit to Logan is sponsored by Intermountain Logan Regional Hospital. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members and Four Paws Animal Rescue, presenting the 13th annual Moondog Ball, Saturday, October 12th at the Logan Golf and Country Club, with a silent auction, hors d'oeuvres, and live music and entertainment. Information at using the number fourpaws.petfinder.org or 435-535-6279. And USU Partners in Business, 39th Annual Operational Excellence Conference, October 2nd and 3rd at the USU Eccles Conference Center. Featuring keynote speaker Stephen R. Moore, General Manager of Barnes Aerospace Fabrication. Details at partners.usu.edu. Thanks for joining us for Access Utah. We are celebrating books and reading today on World Reading Day. It's a, uh, a, an event held every year where people of all ages are encouraged to turn off the TV and to put away the video games and get back to the simple pleasure of reading a book instead. Earlier in the program, we've talked with representatives of the book table in Logan and uh, from back of Beyond Books in Moab. Uh, coming up in just one minute, we'll have uh, Ann Holman from the King's English Bookshop. Want to get these uh, comments on our Facebook page? You can comment. We'd love to have your reading list. We're compiling this. We'll put it on our website following the program. Help each other get with some great suggestions for reading. Uh, so the number is 1-800-826-1495. If you'd like to join us in person, you can go to our Utah Public Radio Facebook page or by email. You can send it to upraxis at gmail.com. This is what our own Brian Earle from UPR says. I love discovering oldies but goodies. I've been reading My Antonia by Willa Cather. I'm looking forward to the latest by Ivan Doig. Make sure to read his The Whistling Season. The TV is downstairs, and we don't go down there much. So it's much easier to establish a habit of reading. So that's good for the Earl family to, to uh, separate it like that and get more into reading. Mm -hmm. Here's a couple of comments from Tamara Hamblin-Ratita. Uh, here are some of my favorite books. I love to read, so this is a small list of some of my favorites. Uh, nonfiction, The Horse Boy by Rupert Isaacson. Mao's Last Dancer by Lee Kunshin, My Path Leads to Tibet by Subriv Temberkin, uh, Fiction, Percy Jackson Books by Rick Riordan, um, A Single Shard by Linda Sue Park, Jane Austen Books, Jane Eyre by uh, Charlotte Bronte, The Leper by Sigmund Brower, Little Women by Louisa May Alcott, and she puts dot, 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 dot. <laughs> the list goes on and yes. on. Here's another comment from Tamara. Uh, we love to read and uh, started reading to our daughter when she was still a baby. She's now 10 and loves to read. Uh, we love to read and to read all year long, but in the summer we love to set up a tent in the backyard and stay up late into the night reading books. That's a wonderful. I like that. Wonderful tradition. Great. And here's the UPR's Carrie Bringhurst. I'm awaiting the arrival of the latest from young adult author Julie Berry. She has just released All the Truth That's in Me. 
She's from Boston, but uh, will be in Provo and Salt Lake City on October 12th to promote her book. So that's uh, Julie Berry, uh, young adult author, All the Truth That's in Me. Let's uh, turn next to Ann Holman from the King's English in uh, Salt Lake City. What's, uh, what's on your list? Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. Hi there. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. You know, that's funny because I just read the Julie Berry as well, and I really liked it. It's um, a really interesting story that takes place kind of in revolutionary times about a young girl who gets her tongue cut out. <laughs> mm. Oh, boy. Yeah, hardcore. Mm. Yeah, well, I have a short list, but I, the book I'm so excited about is called Monument Road, and it's by Charlie Quimby. And the thing I love about this is the American Booksellers Association invented a new program. And by invented, I mean we did kind of think this up. And we, um, we started reading debut novels, and this was one of the winners. And it takes place in Grand Junction, so it's mm. perfect for the West. Interesting. And the other thing I love about it is it's from Tory House Press, and that's a small press located here in Salt Lake. So we were very excited about it. It's about a... Um, uh, a farmer and his wife and their life together. It's very quiet. It has moments of sadness and moments of happiness. But as the book opens, his wife, Inetta, has died of cancer and asked him to spread her ashes off a cliff in the Colorado Monument about a year from the day she dies. And so the book is that year, and it's Leonard deciding that he's going to throw himself off the cliff with her because he might as well. And how life gets in the way over the course of that year. And sometimes as hard as you try to kill yourself, <laughs> fate mm. has other plans. Mm. That sounds fascinating. What, oh. What's the what's the title again? It's called Monument Road, and it's by Charlie Quimby. It's paperback, sixteen ninety five. It's just a terrific read. That sounds great. I used to live in Grand Junction and and used to go up to the monument a lot. So. Oh, so you'll you'll really resonate. There's a lot of place in this book. Yeah, great. What 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 else is on your list? Well, a funny book is called Cinnamon and Gunpowder. I don't know this author at all. His name is Eli Brown. It opens with the head of the East India Tea Company hosting a huge dinner at his house, and his chef, Owen Wedgwood, has created this magnificent dinner. The door bursts open, and pirate Mad Hannah Abbott comes striding into the room, jumps up on the table, walks to the end, and shoots the head of the East India Tea Company in the head. Hmm. <laughs> that's what puts the book in motion. Wow. And Owen, the, the chef, is trying to hide under the table and he's a little bit of a uh, coward. She grabs him, and they set off on the high seas, and she says, I will keep you alive if on the second Sunday of every month you can cook me a fabulous meal. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's him trying to cook with, you know, nothing but some salt water and a fish here and there, and and Mad Hannah Mabbitt has uh, an axe to grind with the East India Tea Company. As it turns out, she's right. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's great. That, that, sounds, that sounds like a fun one. That, that does really, sound fun. really fun. And then I, I, it wouldn't be right if I didn't mention Josh Hannah Garney's new book, The World's Strongest Librarian. This is my nonfiction pick for the season. He's a librarian at the Salt Lake City, at the downtown library, and he's really tall. I want to say he's like six foot six or six foot seven, and he has Tourette's. And the way he has dealt with it is through strength training. And also just recognizing that he has it. And so he's written this book about his experience working in the library, and it's broken up into Dewey Decimal <laughs> sections. Mm. And it's really, it's really, it's a great story about, you know, people doing their best, but it's also just, a, it's funny, it's charming, and it takes place in Utah, of course, so we love it. That, oh, sounds, yeah. that sounds fascinating. Yeah, he's a great speaker. Yeah. Well, uh, anything else on the list? Uh, quickly, The Rosie Project by Graham Simpson brand new novel, just came out this week, actually. Um, Don is a, a geneticist. He's very high on the Asperger's continuum. And when he decides that he needs a wife, he develops a 16-page single-space questionnaire. And Rosie shows up, and she's the exact opposite of everything he's ever thought. And she's looking for her biological father, and Don is a geneticist, and so that sets the story in motion. Probably the funniest book I've read all year. Oh, yeah, that, that sounds great. That does sound fascinating. Really funny. And then, um, real quickly, my favorite picture book, uh, Amy Hest and Helen Oxenberry have gotten together again. We first met Charlie last year. Charlie's a little dog, and, and Henry adopted him in Charlie's first night. And now they're back when Charlie met Grandpa. And uh, Henry and Charlie are going to the train station to meet Grandpa, and Henry is very much hoping 
that his grandpa's going to like the dog and that the dog's going to like grandpa. It's the simplest stories that make the best stories, I think, and yeah. this is a real winner. That does sound sound wonderful. And then I'm going to end it up with um, a, a young adult book called Fangirl. Um, it's about two twins who go off to college, and, the, and they've been writing fan fiction based loosely on Harry Potter. And one of the twins just takes to college like a fish to water, and her sister Kath is a little um, shy, not sure what, what it's all about, and, and then she meets a boy. And it's a, just a pitch-perfect telling of what life is like when you're a freshman, the confusion, the fun, the sadness, and in between all of it, she's writing this fan fiction. It's really fun, really appealing to kids that have grown up with Harry Potter, too. Yeah, that, that sounds yeah. wonderful. Well, Anne Holman, a pleasure. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. The King's English Bookshop. Thank you. Uh, we just have a couple of minutes left. I want to fit in, uh, I think, three or four more comments here that have come in. Thanks so much from our listeners. We'll be compiling a very nice list. This will be on our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. This is Diane Esplin on our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. I thoroughly enjoyed the, oh, I already read this, the Maisie Dobbs series by uh, Jacqueline Winspear. So thank you for that. And let me see if I can get over to uh, these comments quickly here, if it will uh, pull up. Um, and scroll here. This is from Chad Hamlin. Here's my list, he says. Death from the Skies, The Science Behind the End of the World by Philip Plate, a Ph.D. The author teaches a lot of science concepts and throws in some fun humor while he talks about uh, ways our world could end. I've been reading uh, this to my parents, sister, and niece when we travel together, and we all love it. Apocalyptic Planet, Field Guide to the Ever-Ending Earth by uh, Craig Childs. That's a wonderful book. Uh, and I apologize, Chad, I'm, I'm uh, condensing your post to get into a couple more comments. We'll put the full thing on our uh, page. And Sasquatch, Legend Meets Science by Jeff Meldrum, PhD. This book is a thorough scientific analysis of evidence of Bigfoots. That sounds fascinating as well. Uh, Carolyn uh, Wallen-McCann says, My school-age children are motivated to read because of the... Uh, AR quizzes that they are able to take at school. Um, we browse the AR website together and write book lists. They can, can't can wait to finish their books uh, so they can go to school, take the quiz, and build up lots of points. Last year, my third grader was pleasantly surprised when he won an assembly prize for having one of the highest points in third grade. We also give our children a book allowance. They love to pick out books. That's a great idea. Yeah. And then this um, comment on our uh, on email uh, this is from uh, J.S. Bateman. He says, Good day. Enjoying the broadcast this morning. If I could be so bold, could I plug in my own uh, work for a suggested read? Here's the description of On the Death Beat by J.S. Bateman. What happens when an obituary writer in a small town, Logan, Utah, breaks bad? Jason Blair covers the obituary and crime beats for Logan Daily News. Just two years out of journalism school, he's become a local star, turning out thoughtful, touching, romantic, and funny stories of local lives well-lived. Jason loves his work, but aspires to more membership in the Great International Obituary Writers Hall of Fame. Problem is, Jason's a little impatient to let nature take its course. <laughs> books available at by Amazon and Barnes & Noble, so he's plugging his book. Sounds interesting, Jess. Uh, so that is it. We're out of time. Thanks, Elaine. Wow. That was a fast hour. That was a fast hour. World Reading Day. You can check them out, uh, Google World Reading Day, and we'll be compiling this list for you. That'll be up later today on our Utah Public Radio uh, website. For producer Bennett Purser, I'm Tom Williams. Thanks for listening. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members and Colligan Water of Cache Valley, family-owned and operated for more than 62 years, providing Colligan bottled water, salt delivery, or soft and conditioned water. Hey Colligan Man service from the man in blue. Online at logan.colliganman.com.